Are you ready? Welcome to Radio Grognard, King Size, the OSR podcast with more stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. Well, if you're going to do random encounters inside, first you got to look outside. I'll explain that after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Um, random encounters. Now, if you're looking in a book, if you're well, rule book, if you're looking in, say, an older, you know, OSR D&D book, but I mean, even think the current edition has them. Um, usually they split it up into dungeon and wilderness, inside and outside. And they are arranged a little differently on each, uh, depending on if you're dealing with the dungeon or the wilderness, because, well... In the dungeon, it's more of a confined space. So you have, you know, this is level one creatures, level two creatures, and they get, you know, they get more, more deadly as you go along. As compared to the wilderness random encounters, those are broken up into usually terrain what kind of, you know, if it's forest or desert or snow or mountains or whatever. And it'll break up and it'll show the, the monsters, the type of monsters that'll be around in those areas. Well, I know a lot of GMs just, okay, I'm in, they're in the third level of the dungeon, so I'll put that out. Okay, fine. Well, I'm thinking you should look outside first. Where is your dungeon located? Is it in the mountains? Is it in the desert? Where is it? And this is going to affect the random encounters you see on the dungeon table. Because if you're dealing with, say, a desert dungeon, and you have things around like giant scorpions and snakes and things like that, all right, sure, you could, you know, you you're you're gonna have the genetic, you know they're they're in the in the dungeon type random encounters you're not gonna have it's gonna be more like I said generic, but look where the dungeon is because that kind of that kind of uh, what am I trying to say that kind of thing on the outside is gonna seep into the dungeon 
Because, like, say you have the giant scorpions or, I don't know, if it's rough, if it's rough desert, it'd be mountain lions, I guess, or something like that. But they would find their way into the dungeon, probably. Probably, depending on the thing. So if you, so if you look at a random encounter table, say, for around desert and find out what's there, and they're going to the first level of the dungeon, if it's in the desert, and these creatures will find their way, to the, like I said, into the dungeon. So I would look at the random encounter tables in the dungeon area. And I would look at the random encounters tables in the desert area. And it's like, okay, what can I, uh, what can I modify in the random encounter tables in the dungeon from the wilderness? So I'd throw in maybe a giant scorpion or a, a king snake or something like that. Um, I'm kind of blanking on what's in the desert. Um, you know, things like that. Because it just, it makes a little, little better verisimilitude, using them fancy words again, uh, verisimilitude, because that would reflect where it is and it just make it feel like it belongs in that, you know, in that environment. So that, and that would make your world, of course, a little richer. So you want to do that kind of thing. And also, another thing is the further down you go into the dungeon, the less you're going to see those terrain-type creatures in there. There may be exceptions, but on the whole, that's usually where it's going to go. You're going to get like maybe 50% of them are going to be from the wilderness table. And as you go down, it gets 40 to maybe you get down to like level seven. You're not going to, you're going to see different critters than you are if you're on the first level. You know, you may see stuff like goblinoids or things like that more than you would on a wilderness table. I just, I happen, as much as I am a proponent of doing your own, doing your own random encounter tables. I do have an appreciation for encounter tables that come with the adventure you're running, if you're running a module, or the ones in the main rule book. They don't get used enough, as far as I'm concerned. You know, they're good for if you're at a convention or some other place where they want you to run right away, and you don't have time to make your own encounter tables, use those. But at the same time, it wouldn't take a few seconds to look at the terrain Look at the terrain table for the Wilderness Encounter Adventures and then extrapolate from there. I can do that on at the table during the game. If I can, if I, you know, if I got the reference in front of me. You know, I got the book or whatever. So I just like, you know, okay, roll a D20. Uh that uh, no, let's put a let's put a giant snake in that slot right there. And I'm going to use that. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, you know, you can do that. You can choose creatures off that list. You do not have to roll for them. But if you roll something you don't think is appropriate, look at the look at the wilderness table. Okay, what's around here? Oh, we're in the mountains. Okay, well, there's goats and rams and deer and uh, all those other kind of cr- owl bears and you know critters like that. You may find in the second or third level that there's an owlbear lair down there. They can get that far down. I wouldn't put them any further 
than the third level. But yeah, say I put like in the middle, if I had time, if I had time and I, you know, it wasn't a time crunch, I would look at those and then pencil in like maybe Albert in this, this role or this role and, you know, use that. See what I'm saying? You can make these your own. You just got to think a little bit, you know, a little bit outside of the area where you are. Because terrain and those kind of things really help you doing random encounters. Uh, if it's if you have a chance of like, say, use the monster overhaul, which I recommend, uh, there are all kinds of all kinds of tables in there, and it and it can go by terrain by spring, summer, winter, fall too. That has a lot to do with it. You know, you're going to have creatures that hibernate if it's in the cold climates. I mean, what if they're what if they're trekking through the first level of the dungeon, they run across a cave bear or a, a grizzly who decided to hole up for the winter in there in one of the rooms. So you, that's the kind of thing you got to think of. Um, I'm I'm so glad those those charts are there because. I could have so much fun mixing and matching all that stuff as long as it's, like I said, as long as it's appropriate and story appropriate. If you've got some special critters that are in there for the in the dungeon, use those. Use those and it'd be, it'd be a lot better. But like I said, look at the wilderness tables as opposed, you know, along with the dungeon tables. So that's kind of a good thing. Anyway, I gotta go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. I would thank you for single donations. Try my Kofi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard or my PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Gilbert Sars, and Benjamin Brodell. You guys are golden. Thanks. For other good podcasts, Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe's Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye bye You got questions? You got comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. Tune in next time when Radio Grognard King Size is on the air. <laughs> <laughs>